0: Everybody, welcome in. Let's find our seats. Feels weird. It's like more official being behind the the bigger pulpit. All right, my name is Brian. I'm one of the elders here at Revelation Church. Um, If you're new with us, welcome. We're so glad you you came to worship with us today. Um, Yeah, we just we hope you feel welcome. I just have a few announcements today. So the New Year's Eve ice skating party is tonight. New Year's Eve, i got to write this time. Um, we're going to be joining DOXA, Transform and All of Life, at Frontier Ice Arena. Uh, we're going to start at 6 to 8, or we're going to be going from 6 to 8. And then at 7, we're going to start doing broomball on like half the court. So those of us who want to risk fractured wrists, we can do that. Um, next, we have relational elder training. This is coming right up. It's starting on January 14th. Um, and regardless of whether you feel like you're called to be an elder or want to be, uh, we all are, are called to steward the responsibilities that God has given us. And this is a really great space for, for us to sit around and um, center on the gospel and God's word and encourage each other um, in just being godly men who lead our families with purpose and then as a result of that are leading our church Um, in just all the various ways that we're called to do that. So it's going to be taking place from 1 to 4 p.m. every Sunday. The last 24 weeks. Um, I believe we have four people, four-ish people signed up, so we still have plenty of space. If you're interested, get a hold of Zach uh, or myself uh, and talk to us about it. The sign-ups are on the Church Center uh, app. And uh, yeah, I know it's been... uh, just really transformative in me I can I can look back at the the reT training as like a huge pivot point uh, in just understanding what it looks like to be a godly man and doing that in relationship not in isolation uh, next at the beginning of the new year uh, it's you know we all want to like get more fit start a new exercise program or a diet regimen um, one of the great ways to stay spiritually strong and healthy is to be be in community with other Christ-like, other like-minded believers. Uh, And so we have our gospel communities. They've been going um, and they've been running, but we're going to be starting kind of some new curriculum. We're going to be going over the book of Proverbs. Uh, If you're not already in a gospel community, I strongly encourage you to plug in. Uh, Again, signups are on Church Center. And then uh, uh, last but not least... Uh, the Burundi Medical Supplies. Um, most of you know that we give to an organization uh, called Bethany Kids, and they train up surgeons in Africa who are from Africa to stay there and to serve the community there. Uh, and they were going to be starting a new surgical center. And one of the startup costs was to be providing all the uh, supplies for them. So we said, yeah, we'll, we'll take that on and we'll commit to uh, providing $5,000. So uh, officially... The count is in, fifty-six hundred dollars. So that's awesome, you guys. That's so cool. It's really just—it's really just awesome to watch um, something that, even for a, a smaller church like us, seems like kind of a big number. But we we meet and exceed um, because God is just good and faithful to His church around the world. So thank you again. That's just really cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, those are all the announcements. Uh, we don't have a scripture reading this morning, so you guys can stay seated. Uh, but I am going to pray for us before we get started. God, thank you for this last year, uh, just all the ups and downs, and the times where you could have just left us in the dirt. You could have walked away and just wiped your hands of, of of our nonsense. But yet, you were faithful, not because we deserved it or earned it, but because you were faithful and you can't not be faithful. So Lord, I, um, I just am so thankful for you. I pray that you would tune our hearts as we look back, that you would help us to see you throughout our story, help us to see you throughout the story of those around us and those we love, and to trust in you deeper and harder and to grow and mature in faith. Um, I pray for just blessings and goodness and insight moving into next year pray that you would help us to be a church that is living and moving and active in our community and in our spheres. In your wonderful name, Jesus, amen. All right, so never look back unless you're planning to go that way. Henry David Thoreau. Always look ahead, but never look back. Miles Davis. Sometimes you gotta put your behind in the past. Boomba, warthog. So it's a pretty common idea. Um, that we should avoid always looking backward, that we should move forward. And honestly, there's some really solid wisdom to this. It's good not to dwell in the past. <clears throat> but looking back before moving forward can actually be a very healthy habit. This is one way that we gain perspective on things or situations that maybe we didn't understand in the moment. Every time I'm in the midst of a hard season, I find myself praying to God for wisdom. Well, I think these transitional moments, these moments we're in right now, are another way that God provides wisdom. Spirit-led retrospection is a powerful, powerful teaching tool. Looking back, it's easier to see things that we didn't originally see or that we misunderstood or that didn't fully make sense at the time. After all, I think that's kind of why people say hindsight is 20-20. Typically, the central point of our Sunday gathering is the preaching and teaching of God's word. This is a responsibility that is primarily given to the elders, and it's an important one. It's an important way that God speaks to us together on Sunday. However, there are other ways that God equips his people. He directs us to encourage one another, and one of those ways is by sharing our testimonies. This means reminding ourselves and telling others about the ways that God has showed up and demonstrated his faithfulness in our lives. I've had the blessing of watching this happen repeatedly in our gospel communities and in our friendships with all of you and in my own life. And there's one thing that continues to stand out to me. In fact, I was just talking to to one of you this morning about this. It's how simple and beautiful this plays out in the community. As I talk to you and learn about your stories, I'm often amazed at the things that you guys have been through at the things that God has done in you or taught you or healed in you. The transformation that I get to watch is beautiful. But I think the really interesting part is that many of times these stories are very impactful for me, but almost always for the person telling me, it's just kind of mundane and daily. It's, It's something that they just see as another thing, not realizing how much this is blessing me in hearing it. I think this really demonstrates so well Uh, how God moves in the everyday, and why he tells us to share our stories in community because it's a powerful way to encourage others in our journey with Jesus. So God gives us these stories, not just for encouragement, but often for the encouragement and edification of all of those around us. Through these stories, he helps us see that he was faithful and good in the past. And this helps us have faith and hope that his promised faithfulness will continue in the future. Earlier this year, uh, as many of you know, I was working about an hour north in Newport, uh, but earlier this year, I felt like God was saying that my time there was done, and I was super excited, but I felt like he was telling me that, okay, it's going to be done in August. We're going to we're going to be done in August. I thought, great, when do I start my next job? And just radio silence. And I've been through this before with God, or he's been through this with me more accurately. Um, it's always a season of stretching and challenge where he pushes me well beyond what I'm comfortable with bearing. But I had the blessing of being encouraged by Don and Eric Davis and listening to a very similar story they had gone through about four years before. And hearing how God was faithful to them in that moment. Now hearing the story was super encouraging and it was great, but it was interesting how as I was processing that conversation later on in that day, I was flooded with all these memories of times that I myself had gone through things and God had brought me through. And if it weren't for them and their sharing of their story, I don't think I probably would have remembered that, how often I forget these things. So I think as I'm looking at this and as I'm thinking about this, it reminds me of uh, back in 1 Samuel, um, Israel had kind of walked away from God. They had mistreated the Ark. It had been taken from them. They had gotten it back and repented and they wanted to get right with God again. So they came to Samuel and um, said, we want to be the Lord's people again. So in the process of repentance and consecration of the Ark, um, they had left themselves open to attack from the Philistines. And as they saw them coming, they cried out to God and he rescued them. So you see this, this movement of maybe missteps and then healing and then rescue. And in verse 12, we read that afterwards, Samuel took a stone and set it upright between Mizpah and Shen. He named it Ebenezer, explaining, the Lord has helped us to this point. And I feel like today is the day that we can t- pick this, like Zach said, arbitrary day, but we can raise an Ebenezer and say that God has been helpful to this point. We're on the cusp of another new year and I'm gonna challenge us to take a moment to resist the urge to hurry into 2024 and instead to be still and listen and to remember to hear the stories of these people speaking and to remind ourselves that God has been helpful to this point. So instead of our typical Uh, teaching and preaching that either uh, Zach or myself or or Jake would do, uh, we've asked a few of the members of Revelation Church to share their testimony of how God has shown himself to be faithful to them. Joe and Mallory and Scott all have had very different experiences this year, as you'll hear in a moment. But they all have one thing in common, God's faithfulness to their families in 2023. So as we listen to these three stories this morning, it's our prayer that you'll hear the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking into your circumstance. In fact, I would encourage you, I would encourage each one of us in the, in the last few hours of 2023 to find, our time, to find some time and bring these last 365 days before God, to ask him to be reminded of his faithfulness to us in the past and present, and to ask him to renew our strength in, and our faith in him and his faithfulness moving into the future. So as I wrap up and let Joe come up here and share his testimony, I will end, this pa- end with this last passage from Deuteronomy 6. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let, <clears throat> and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorposts of your house and your city gates."
1: Good morning, everyone. I'm Joseph Oliveira, for those of you who haven't met me. I've been attending Revelation with my wife, Bree, who's back running the slideshow today for a little over a year now. And we've been helping run slides. We'll be in the worship team, do set up in the morning, and it's just been such a blessing to be a part of this church body. I was introduced to Revelation by my brother, Will, who had been attending for a while himself, and my wife and I had been church shopping, as you do, and thankfully we were plugged in here when we were. And the day that we came, we just knew that this would be our home. And so, as Brian discussed, and what this talk will be, is just my testimony of last year, of 2023, and just God's work in my life through that time, and reflecting on it, not thinking, in the moment that anything was really happening. It just felt like the normal day-to-day monotonous life. And then one day I was brought, I was texted by Brian saying, hey, we'd love you to do this because your last year was an amazing year. And so I was just met with, was it really? (laughs) And oh boy, honestly going back and being able to reflect and bring this year before God was truly a challenge and just eye-opening to God's faithfulness through the, through the slowness. So a little setup. When we did start coming here last year, we hadn't been going to church as a couple since before we were even married. We were, after COVID, we didn't really have a church to plug into. We bounced around a little bit, stopped going, just kind of put God on the back burner. We were pursuing our entrepreneurial careers and just kind of doing life our own way, not really having any care of what God had to say in our lives and we were not seeking him at all. And so through that, a little backstory to get to last year. I had started fresh out of high school in 2018 as a preloader at UPS, I worked there about three years, and in that three-year span, I was quickly brought to top seniority, which normally takes like five to ten years, but happened a lot quicker for me because of the time, and that brought a lot of pride and arrogance and a whole lot of things that I'm not very proud of today into who I was. If I was a very loudmouth, if there was something I didn't like or someone I didn't like, they they knew that. And I would very loudly and aggressively make sure that they knew I was not happy with what they were doing, to the point where there's there's still old friends and employees that I worked with that'll be like, man, remember that time? Like, that was such a great, that was awesome. Never seen someone do that before. And it's like, to now sit here and have to be like, man, I'm not proud of that moment and have to tell them I'm not proud of that moment is very challenging because it's still sometimes want to be like, yeah, like I did that. I I put that person in their place, and I was in the right, and go me. And that's really, that's not the heart posture God wants us to have. (laughs) So I left that. I wanted to pursue something else, run away from the toxic work environment of UPS and pursue something, so I got into real estate was confused and lost and still arrogant and prideful, but had no real rock in my life. I didn't have God in my life. I didn't have a foundation. I just had a lot of people that had their own goals that were trying to coach me along as well, and it just left me more and more confused. So flash forward to me sitting at Revelation Church as God brought me here for the first time last year. And I just had the feeling of this is where I need to be. I know that I need God in my life and I just don't know how that looks. It's like, I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be better. And so I started plugging into Revelation, started serving where I could and started going to men's coffee on Mondays. So shameless plug for men's coffee, at 6 a.m. Northwest Boulevard. We're at Terra Coffee. That's a little early, but that's just how we do it, I guess. (laughs) But if you want to be surrounded by godly men that aren't afraid to rebuke you where rebuking is needed, and encouragement where encouragement is needed, and just someone to listen to and do life with, and it sounds like it's crazy every time, but really it's just quiet, and we're just kind of sharing our weeks, what's going on, something like that. So... My 2023 began with one of those where I was meeting at men's coffee pretty much every, every Monday and just sharing with the guys that attend. And uh, what was the key point of my focus was I was very unhappy in my career. I made a mistake joining real estate and I didn't know how to get out, didn't know what to do. And all I wanted to do was complain about it. <laughs> So finally, one day, after giving another earful of this to Brian, he just lovingly, with a smile, was like, Hey, what if you went back to UPS as as a career? And I was just, I laughed and was like, Nope, how about we don't do that? Because that sounds like a really hard thing for me to do. And he's like, well, that's a good thing. The harder it sounds, the, the better it is because Oh boy, that's how you grow is through hard times, as long as you're focused on the truth of God. And so, what I thought was a joke, and just a thought experiment, played out into the rest of the year. I prayed with with Brian, prayed about it for maybe a week afterwards, and just kind of let it be, let it be that, to where I was praying, came to the conclusion that I was like, if I went back to UPS, I'd want to be a supervisor. And... Just step into the role of leadership and if you know anything about UPS it's not the best to be a supervisor because you're the lowest of the low like everyone just takes out their anger on you and you can't retaliate in any way and so that's not what I liked. I wanted to make sure that I could say my piece when I needed to but Brian again lovingly was like I think God might be calling you into this so pray about it and just genuinely in God's Word and meditate on this. So, after the year went by and a whole lot of different lessons and trials and just the day to day monotony happened, uh, we flashed forward to Thanksgiving a couple days after. We celebrated with Bree's family by going out to a brunch after Sunday because we're not the closest with her family, but we see them for the holidays. And so, normally we meet and I get an earful of whatever judgment from my mother-in-law for either my hair or how I dress or something of the sort. And this time, so I'm walking in, preparing mentally for whatever this hour and a half, two hours is going to be. And I'm very quickly shook to something else where the conversation did start with my hair and that I'd cut it because it used to be long. And then it very quickly turned into her mom like genuinely being like, oh, I actually know of a position for you that would be really great. I know you're not super happy where you're working right now. Uh, You've been back and forth with a few different things. And no one's been able to fill this position. We think it'd be really good for you. Uh, And you would be a great, you have the best personality for it. Granted, this is my mother-in-law, who I hardly talk to at all. So for this to be coming from her was a shock. And the job in question out of the blue, was the fact to become a UPS preload supervisor and post-falls. Hallelujah. Thank God. And so, after she was saying it, I just knew. I was like, here we go. I'm like, God, this is it. I thought it was going to be a joke. I thought it was just a thought experiment. Didn't think I was going to have to grow through that for a little bit, but okay. And so I did. I went in... Uh, she very quickly got me an interview because she also works at UPS, which I didn't really know at the time. And so she got me an interview and within two weeks I was hired and starting and very quickly thrown into the lessons of humility that I had to learn (laughs) because it's three in the morning with a lot of work to be done and a lot of tension is there and people are working and they're at work and they're upset and all the things. And then they have someone coming to them and asking them to do something that maybe they don't want to do. And so they let you know with a very clear purpose that they don't want to do it. And I used to be that person. And so now I have to be on the other side of that and sit here and take it in and smile and lean into how do I love this person that I really don't want to love right now because I just don't want to. Like I want to just snap. I want to yell. I want to... Let them know that they're really not that. They don't have it figured out. And so I can't, though, because my job description alone won't allow me and just the testimony of coming back to this position for the purpose of being a witness to the people I left and not a great way of being like, oh, yeah, I'm better than you, and I'm going to pursue a career, and I'm out. And so now I come back, and all these people that, have gone on to be drivers or whatever else and are pursuing the career that I thought were going to look at me and laugh and judge me and be like, oh, you're back to UPS? Like, you didn't make it, did you? And all of them are like, wow, you're back. Like, we're so excited you're back. We love you. You're amazing. The jokes, like, we just get to have a good time. And it's already seemed like the the morale has shifted a bit. Not at all saying this is me and what I'm doing, but it's truly... God's work in the simple day-to-day, just UPS. And it's been just amazing to be a part of it. And it's always fun when God answers prayers that they sound good when you pray them, but then you're actually doing it, and it's like, wow, it's really hard. And then it's even better on the other side when you get to see just the work of God portrayed in, in life and in people you would never get to meet and it's already led to conversations I've got to have with these people that I get to talk about Jesus I get to talk about God I get to grow closer to these people and it's just been truly life-giving and so as I wrap up a verse that was presented to me by Zach through our weekly meetings was Philippians 2, 5-8 through 8. Ah, Christ's humility and exaltation. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity, and when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. So I encourage you, as we move into the new year, Of uncertainty and all the scary things that future holds to know that God does have a plan however big or small and however you're impacted in that to know that he has you and that he will work you as he needs to if he needs to mold you in a certain way he will so it's kind of easier if you allow him to do that and don't try and stand firm because then it hurts a little bit more So thank you for your time, and I'll invite Mallory up to share hers.
2: Good morning. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Mallory Sawyers. I, I am wife to John Sawyers. And uh, we have three beautiful daughters, Eden, Nova, and Georgie. And um, we have been attending Revelation kind of from the beginning when it was in Zach and Joanna's living room. <laughs> so we go way back, but it's been a really big blessing to be able to part, be a part of this community for so long that we've been able to see so much growth and just flourishing of God's goodness in this community. And it's been a really big blessing and to have the support and the encouragement and the love from um, Revelation. So, and from so many, too. Um, so, uh, yeah, kind of... Uh, My story, um, my testimony this morning um, that Brian approached me and encouraged me to share um, is really just um, God meeting me in in sorrow. Um, So I just wanted to take a moment to share with you um, what God's been doing in my life this year, in my family's life. Um, And it's kind of one of those stories that has a lot of um, complications to sort through there's a lot of sides to the story, and um, but uh, the short version of it is that we have a lot of brokenness that we've been experiencing in our family this year. Um, my family and John's family have always been extremely close, um, and that's something we've always prided ourselves in is our closeness. Um, there's a lot of love in our family, and it's just something we've always just been very proud of, and we're very tight And we love and appreciate each other very much. Um, So we were really blindsided this year when we experienced brokenness to this degree for the first time um, with a close family member. Um, It's been one of the hardest things that I've personally experienced um, because of how close I was with this family member um, and how dear and precious this person is to me. Um, and I won't go into too much detail about it um, because there are many sides to it, like I said, and um, that's not my purpose for sharing this. It's um, my purpose of sharing uh, is just to share the battle that my heart has been going through this past year and um, the work that God's been doing on me in my heart. Um, but uh, kind of some background to it. But my husband and I reached out to this family member, and um, seeking and offering forgiveness and restoration um, for it to be turned down again and again um, by that family member. And there has been a very long season of really all I can do is reach out to this person every once in a while through text and just say, hey, I love you, I'm thinking about you, we care about you, we're here. You know, when you're ready, for restoration, we're here, um, and those efforts have been met with silence, and which is hard, you know, when you feel like you're kind of stuck in a box and there's not really much you can do but wait for that person to make a move, you know, <laughs> um, and that's a hard place to be. Um, but all that to say, there's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of hurtful things said and done. And my heart has been burdened by sorrow this past year um, in a way I've never experienced before. Um, with that, I'd like to read uh, Acts chapter four. Um, for context, um, this cha- in this chapter, um, Peter and John had just, been healed, had just healed a lame man. Um, and everyone was amazed by this miracle. And it says that the priests and the Sadducees were annoyed (laughs) that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested Peter and John. So um, I'm going to read Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 31. Um, It says, After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea. And everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of our father David, your servant, why do the Gentiles rage and the people plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their hearts and grant, to that, grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed the place where they were assembled, head was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. And um, I realize that this is not a similar situation to what I'm going through right now. (laughs) I acknowledge that. (laughs) But I have been drawn to this passage over and over again, and I've read it many times during this season. And it's because of how they prayed when faced with trials. Um, The first time I read this passage... I truly thought that their prayer was going to end with protect us from persecution, shield us from danger, remove the situation, you know. That's what I would have prayed. <laughs> but um, they don't ask God of, that of God. They ask for boldness knowing that persecution is inevitable because they serve God. <laughs> um, and I know that this is not how I've prayed during this season of trial, not at all. My, my prayers have been filled with, God, when will this end? God, will this be over soon? Um, how much longer, God, do we have to endure this, this time of separation? Um, and I'm not saying that it's wrong to desire restoration. Obviously, God tells us to seek restoration with our brothers. Um, but I do think that the posture of my heart has been wrong during this season. Um, when I read this passage, I identified In my heart, a desire to bypass the work that God has been doing, is trying to do right now, and the blessed opportunity that I have to meet God in my sorrow, to dig in deep with God and experience him in his fullness, to experience his love in a new and intimate way. Instead, my prayers have been filled with requests to get past the pain and the hurt, um, and for things to just go back the way they were with this family member. I don't want to have to go through the wrestling I want to skip that part, the hard part, and get to the good part. But there is just so much to be had in the wrestle. Um, and I think it's worth settling into the season and being okay with, yes, heartbreak and sorrow, but knowing that God is meeting me there, and he's loving me through it, and he's growing me, and he's growing my family in a way that I've never experienced, Um, you know, through this time of separation from this family member, I have seen such unity, unity in my other family members where we have just been able to pray over each other and love each other in a way that I've never experienced. And it's really amazing to be able to experience that with somebody and to really see God thriving and growing in those relationships. Um, When I was, when we were preparing for this, um, Zach gave us a list of truths about Jesus and encouraged us to look through them and identify any that resonated with us. And um, two of those for me were um, the incarnation, was incarnation and intercession. Um, Incarnation, uh, Jesus has become truly human and he's deeply aware of what it means to live a life like ours. And there is comfort in knowing that my comforter personally knows my, and sees my pain. Um, he knows that our pain is not in vain. And there is a lot of comfort in that. Um, and then intercession. Jesus is constantly praying for and guiding us by the power of his spirit. And what a comfort that is to the wounded heart to know that Jesus <laughs> sees it and he is praying for you. That is just such a comfort to me. Um, And I do wanna admit that I have not arrived yet (laughs) um, to any perfect place where um, I have perfect peace in this situation or my heart is always in the right place. Um, God is working on my heart daily during this season. Um, But if you find yourself in a similar situation, I hope that you're encouraged not just to pray for restoration, but also to find peace in God moving and working in hearts. Um, To lean into God working in your own heart. I hope that you find comfort knowing that our mighty God, our loving Father sees your pain and he does offer rest. And if it's okay, um, I know we weren't going to pray in between but I would really like just to take a moment and pray over the hearts right now that are experiencing brokenness and family, friends, co-workers, whoever that may be, and, um, just offer encouragement, because that's a hard place to be, and I think sometimes, too, we, we tend to think it is what it is, and walk away from it, but I don't think that that's what God asks of us. I think God asks us to do the hard work. I think he asks us to, to seek restoration, and, um, in 2024 coming up i think is always a refreshing time a year to look forward to the changes to come and what god has to do and um i just want to maybe encourage you to pray about you know what areas god is tugging on your heart to seek restoration or um or even just to head off something before it happens because i think sometimes we can be blindsided because we're in a place of too much comfort (laughs) to see the warning signs ahead. Um, So I just want to pray real quick for you guys. Um, Father, uh, I just want to thank you, God, that uh, you know and you see us, Lord. You see our hearts. You see pain, the pain that we experience, Father. Lord, and you know it intimately. You've experienced it, Father. Father, you are a God who has experienced rejection. You are a God that has experienced great sorrow. You know what it feels like to be separated from a loved one, Father. Lord, I thank you that um, you know when you see the hearts here, Lord, that you're experiencing that kind of pain. And I thank you, Father, that uh, you offer us comfort, that you offer us shelter. I thank you that, uh, Lord, you are a God of healing. And God, it's so easy to look at the situation in front of us and feel like it's a hopeless situation. But we have the great joy, Father, of serving a God who is a God of hope, a God of restoration, a God of peace, and Father, I just pray for um, those who are experiencing that today, Lord, people who are experiencing um, disconnect, like a disconnection in, in a relationship with a brother or sister in Christ. And I pray, Lord, that your hand be upon them. Lord, that you offer wisdom and direction, because sometimes it's hard to know what step to take. I thank you, Father, for your goodness and your love and your mercy. And I just pray for the hearts here today. And as we enter into a new year, God, I just pray you go before us and you bless our steps, Father, and that, um, Lord, we have the hearts and fortitude, Lord, to seek you, Lord, and represent you well to those around us. And I just want to thank you, Father, for your love. It is so good. In your precious name, amen. Um, Thanks, guys, for hearing me, and I think Scott's next. Thank you, Russell. Hand off. Yeah. All
1: right.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, good morning. Okay. for I'll, I'm the last one, so for either the big kids or the adults with short attention spans, we're getting close to the end, so... Uh, so my name's Scott Hamilton. I am, um, yeah, I've been a member here. We've been we, we um, been attending um, Revelation for our, about a year and a half. My wife Alicia and our two kids are in um, kids right now, Adeline and Cooper. Um, yeah, and we uh, we lead the Hayden Gospel Community as well, and, and have been doing that um, for this season. And so it's been a it's been a great um, change for us. But yeah, how many of you have seen the movie Up? Seen it, right? Okay, so in the movie, there's a a golden retriever named Doug. And Doug is very excitable. um, And on more than one occasion is just distracted by the mere prospect of a squirrel, right? And so in in my wife and I's relationship, I am Doug. I am excitable. I am uh, distractible. And Alicia is the uh, grouchy old man that... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, in fairness, as I was saying that before I even finished that line, I, I walked through this with my wife, and she goes, oh, so I'm the old man? Like, yeah, yeah, you knew where I was going, so uh, it was her words, not mine, um, but yeah, so she, she is dependable, and uh, is really going to think through everything before she moves, and so in 2023, our, our family was represented with three major job changes. There's only two of us. Uh, and so I took a new job in January and then left that job and started another new job in October. And me switching jobs, really not that newsworthy, right? That happens more often, certainly, than uh, it probably should. And, um, but what was different this year is after 15 years, Alicia teaches uh, in in middle school, and after 15 years, she moved from her eighth grade classroom that she had done her student teaching in, into sixth grade. Um, And Alicia loves routine, and it loves to be prepared and execute well. That is, it's a very high quality of hers, and is something she does well. And this this transition, this time, you know, in, in the time where she's been in one classroom, I've, I, we did the math on this, I've been in 10 different jobs and uh, with six different businesses. So I, I'm i flighty, right? I get bored easy. I'm ready to move on. I uh, She is a rock and I am Doug constantly. And this is just our life. Um, so it's uh, near the beginning of school, um, it became pretty clear that this transition was going to be pretty hard for Alicia. That moving from something she had done and done well and knew in and out her lessons and she was prepared, all of those things. It was gonna to be tough. It was exciting, but starting new is gonna be difficult. Um, and and I'm at the same time starting my second job, new job of the year, and I was bored and underutilized and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't very fun for me, right? I wasn't having a good time either. And about the same time, was listening to a sermon on the book of Jonah by Tim Mackey, who's the host of, or one of the hosts of the Bible Project. And um, many of us know the story of Jonah, right? But Jonah is called to go to Nineveh and preach there. And instead, uh, Jonah flees to Tarshish, um, which is a very long way away. And it's clear that Jonah has other plans for his life than what God has called him to do. Um, And as as an aside, I think I've never—if you ever look at a map of Nineveh and Tarshish, it's pretty ridiculous how far Jonah tried to go away from Nineveh to get away from God's plan. Um, so that's—it's a, a fun thing to look for if you. Um, but so after after wrestling with God, obviously getting swallowed by a whale, Jonah goes to Nineveh and preaches and is preaches and has great success. Right, it's, God's plan is fulfilled. He does a wonderful job. And then Jonah is just really mad at God because of this, right? And so um, in Jonah 4, 1, but Jonah was greatly displeased and became furious. He prayed to the Lord, please, Lord, isn't this what I said while I was still in my own country? That's why I fled towards Tarshish at the first place. I knew that you are merciful and compassionate, God, slow to become angry, rich in faithful love, and the one who relents from disaster, from sending disaster. And now, Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Jonah followed God's plan for his life, I mean, albeit reluctantly, right? And then just lamented the success of that plan. He was, he was mad at God. And similarly, at this same time, right as, as Alicia's uh, struggling in her classroom, and I'm now bored at a second job of the year, um, I'm wallowing in self-pity and generally sort of upset and ready to flee to Tarshish, right? I'm ready to go. Because the whole um, part of me being Doug is I know I'm Doug, right? I and we know this. And so when I, um, you know, my wife does a good job and we, we don't enter into these changes sort of lightly, right? There's a lot of prayerful consideration and discussion and, and decision-making. And so I've now done, the, we've done this twice in this year and i'm i'm sort of the center the hero of my own story right is that i want to be fulfilled by work i want to be challenged i want to be excited about this new job and i'm in this season where i don't i'm not getting any of that fulfillment from work i'm tired and of of what's happening and i'm bored and i in the middle of this right i it, it comes there's a revelation for me that I am Jonah in this situation, right? That I am in an environment where I have an opportunity to, to help, right? To be available and be more, um, more helpful for my wife who is struggling also at the same time. Um, and that's not usually been something that I have to do, right? And so my role in the season changed. I get to be helpful. God's plan was for me to be bored, right? And that took a while for me to realize, and I didn't have to be swallowed by a fish, luckily, but I did, I certainly did want to flee from that, right? I wanted to be fulfilled, and I wanted to be this, this to be different. And I, um, I, I think a lot about, um, in Matthew Matthew 14, disciples are in the middle of this crazy storm, and Jesus starts walking on water. And, um, And in Matthew 14, 28, Lord, if it's you, Peter answered him, command me to come to you out on the water. He said, come. And climbing out of the boat, Peter started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But then he saw the strength of the wind. He was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught hold of him, and he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? So like Peter, right, on more than one occasion, I've, I'm, all about stepping out of the boat right I'm I'm excited about this walk of faith or this next move or this next thing and I'm jumping out into the water and then immediately I'm surrounded by waves and don't want to do it I don't want to I'm scared or I'm afraid right and um, and I begin to sink similarly and just like Peter right we're there to be rescued and um and I'm pulled out of the water, and I'm reminded through a podcast, right, as I'm listening. It's like this is, this is what happens, right? You go through seasons where it doesn't look like what you want it to look like. It doesn't look like what you think God's plan is or what the next step is. And then, but it, but it is. It is to your benefit. At time, and in this situation, right, it's very much to our benefit. And that's not always the case, right? And um, but it's, it is is good right and it's good to follow and but it's also good to to struggle through that and then that realization that it's like okay this isn't about me right I'm I'm not I'm not the hero this in this time right I need to be a servant and serve and and so I think that these these tools are really these things are helpful and we we end up in this place where um you know for our family Alicia is is settling into a new role and she's doing really well and things are calming down and she's feeling better and more prepared. And I am, I, I get to be constantly reminded of what it's like to be content, right? And that's not my strength either. And so that's been a really, it's been a really good season to be, to reflect on that, to spend time um, understanding that I i get an opportunity to just abide and be okay there. And that's been really helpful. Um, and so I, I just am, we've been really grateful for the, uh, this season as we as it's gone through we've gone through this cuz I've gotten I've gotten time and a luxury of time in a way that I haven't in other seasons of our life and it's been it's been really beautiful to spend an extra time with the kids and to to do these things and to be an assistant or to be helpful to Alicia in that way and so um, we've certainly been really blessed and and not long ago right I was I um, was ready to jump Darshish, and it's been really, it's been really good and a really good blessing for us. Um, so yeah, that was. I mean, that's what our twenty twenty three looked like, and we're looking forward to twenty twenty four. I'm going to pray for us here and, and lead us into worship. Um, and then, um, but yeah, thank you. Let's let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. I thank you. Um, I thank you for this day, this this gathering, this opportunity to be together and to hear from from members of the community and to recognize that our our three stories and the, and the stories of your faithfulness over this year for us is just a fraction of what, what has occur, occurred um, in members in our body and in this room, and I, I just pray for, for hope as we look forward to 2024 and to uh, an opportunity to reflect back on, on where you've been faithful and how you've provided in this last year. Um, I just, you know, it, um, I just pray for those of us that maybe maybe aren't feeling that connection, um, that are feeling, um, that look back into 2023 and, and feel like they see um, empty space, Lord, or, or for people that just don't have a relationship with you, I, I pray um, for them just, just to seek, right? To confide in those around them, um, to seek relationship with you, to look for opportunities to be faithful, and that those things sometimes come along with action, Lord. I just uh, I just thank you for, for your care for us, for your love for us as this church, and just pray, um, just pray your continued faithfulness and continued provision for this body. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You've been listening to the Revelation Church Quarterly Podcast. Learn more about Revelation Church at revelationcda.com.